it's been a fast month, believe it or not. We are in the last week of January, and we have been in a series entitled Journey. Much of our series has really been about reflecting and giving cause to what it is that God has been doing in and through our lives over the years. Obviously, before you came to Foundation Church and after you came uh, to Foundation Church. One of the things that we have come to realize and understand that God is working in our lives. The Bible says he's doing that to will and to do of his good pleasure. So we have been on a journey and we continue on the journey. But there's been some things that God has been teaching us. And I, I hope that in this particular series, you've been able to reflect some and really begin to think. We talked about the importance and, and the purpose of a journey and how that a journey is there in order to prepare us for the, the destination. We talked about the importance of adapting to change, how that oftentimes while we're in the midst of a journey, God comes and and he speaks to us and we need to be ready to move when God says move. And one of the things we learn about the nature of God is he's, a, oh, he's always um, a changing and shifting, not his, not his divine nature, but and how he uses us. And, and we talked about last week overcoming setbacks. Uh, all of us from time to time have experienced moments when we've had setbacks. And we talked about last week how David had to uh, uh, overcome the, uh, all the, 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 the trial that he encountered at Ziglag when he thought he had lost everything. And, and we were amazed how he maintained his faith and his incredible attitude and, and his no-quit attitude. He just stayed at it. And we know that as a result of that, David recovered all. So I want to continue today, and I want to talk today in this last series, in this last part of this series, I want to talk about seeing ahead. Seeing ahead. In any journey, you know how important it is to see where you are going. In fact, one of the things about uh, a journey, when you kind of know where you're going, it gives you inspiration to keep fighting, you know? Because you, you know that you're moving toward a destination and, you, and you're going someplace. And so, so it's, it's important to be able to clearly see, to see where it is that you're going. Because uh, there's a scripture verse it talks about uh, in, in Proverbs 29, 18. You, you're familiar with this verse. It, it, it says that without a vision, the people perish. You know, you ever hear about when there's people, maybe you've known somebody who a loved one or somebody a friend, an acquaintance who, who lost hope in life because they could not see their way out. And, they, you know, all they, 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 they had no sense of purpose and no sense of hope, no sense of direction. And, and, and we often wonder, how does people get to the point? Even I heard the other day that somebody was young, a 17-year-old person I heard had shot and killed himself. And, 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 and you ask yourself, how is it that somebody at that age, that young, come to a place where they feel like they have to take their life. It's because primarily they're not seeing. They're not, they're not seeing and processing. And so I, I want you to understand something, church, that when I talk about seeing, I'm not talking about seeing necessarily with your physical eye. I'm talking about being able to see in the realm of the spirit, being able to understand 
what it is that God is doing right here and right now. I, I said earlier, uh, I think as we was coming out of worship, that it's important. Our, our nation right now is in a very dark place. And, 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 and if you, unless you are totally blind, unless you have been taking a vacation and, and, and not walking with God, you, you would miss it. But, but for those of us who have been walking with God, praying and seeking God, you have to come to the conclusion that this world is in a dark place. And primarily it's in a dark place because they have rejected God. And, and how many know that that the only people, let me, let me, let me, let me put it to you, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. Because how many know that it's more important now than ever, I believe, that you're walking with God on the regular? Because, see, when you walk with God, you have the ability to see what God is doing. Won't be the Christian who calls himself a believer and who has zero discernment. How many know that God called us to see? How many know that we're all supposed to, listen, oh, let me get to that. There, there's always supposed to be a prophetic element to the church. A prophetic element, because why? Because we are the what? Light of the world. So we are supposed to be seeing. Because understand, when people can't see what happens, they walk in darkness, they lose hope, they stumble, and they fall. We are on a journey as Christians, as believers. Our goal, and this is for every believer, every Christian needs to understand this. Our goal is to advance the kingdom of God through making disciples. That's what our, that is the goal of every believer, should be, and every Christian. That's have always been the call in the foundation church. It's always been the passion of our heart is to make disciples. Everything that God does in your life. Now hear this because this will go right over your head if you don't catch it. Because I know you want you. I, I know we live in a world today that, that likes to be uh, patronized and you know, people like to be entertained. But but let me let me let me say this. Everything that God does in our lives as believers. I want to say this as a Christian. Everything that God does in your life is to advance the cause of Christ. If God gives you a good job, it is to advance his purpose. And God, wherever God plants you, he gives you a, a place to live. He plants you there to advance what? His purpose. He gave you a job. He planted you there so to advance his purpose. He gave you a spouse. He did that what? To advance his Everything that God does in our lives is to advance the kingdom of God. Every blessing you get. Hear this now. Every blessing you get, everything that comes your way, it is to advance the kingdom. And, and if you don't understand that, then you're not seeing clearly. You're not understanding. You're not processing what this thing is all about. This is why people get confused and they end up stumbling in darkness and they end up frustrated. I mean, no, there's a lot of folks who are believers who are frustrated and not happy. And how many know it ought not be? Because if you know the truth and you are seeing, you should be enthusiastic. You should be excited. You should be happy. Uh, because how many know that, 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 that we won and, and we know where we're going? If you're a believer today, you are seeing. you got purpose if you're walking with God. You understand the, the times and the season. You are discerning 
You know, and, and this world system is designed to distract you from your journey. How many know you got a devil fighting you right now? There's a devil fighting you right now. He wants to blind you. He wants to get you to a place. How many know that the least amount that you walk with God, the more obscure and dark things are to you? This is why we have to do this thing every now and then called fasting and prayer. You, re you really know, you want to really know why we do fasting and prayer? So that we can see. <laughs> because if you're honest, sometimes, man, life comes at you so fast and so ferocious. you got so many things happening in your life. You're not seeking God the way you should. You're not praying the way you should. Therefore, you're obscure and you find yourself saying, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I'm uncertain. I'm unsure. That's the time to get with God. Why? Because you need to be able to see where you're going. How many know that it's the will of God that we see? And it's Satan right now. Right now, he is doing everything that he can in your life and in my life to distract us from the thing that God has called us to do. And, and I, I love the fact that we're on a journey. Now, now, how that journey is fleshed out amongst all of us is different. God uses us in, in various ways and he plants us in certain places and he gives us certain amounts and he, he, he gives us a portion. And, and, but all of it is to express the will of God and to advance his work in the earth. And when we catch it, when we understand it, you'll, get, you'll begin to know that the enemy, that every area of attack by the enemy is so that we don't fulfill what God is doing. Every attack, every attack. Um, listen, the attack on your family. How many say you, the, the enemy has been attacking your family? The attack on your children, our relationships, our, our, our resources, our communities. It's all the enemy trying to distract us from what God want us to do but we got to see it's important that we see i'm going to give you in this particular verse and i'm going to come back to matthew chapter four here in a moment but jesus how many know if jesus had to endure distractions how many know that we got to deal with it <laughs> you know jesus understood his call to, jesus said in luke 12 50 he says but i have a baptism to undergo and i am distressed until it is completed Jesus knew that he had a call on his life. And Jesus says, I am distressed. He said, he said, everything in me, he said, I am burdened to, to fulfill the mission and the will of God. And everything in my life is all about it. And I won't stop until I accomplish what it is that God has called me to do. Do you have that kind of determination? Jesus understood his mission. He said in, uh, in Luke 19, 10, he says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, how many know that Jesus commanded us to go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you, and lo, then I am with you even till the end of the age, Matthew 20 and 28. Wow. Understand something, church, that Jesus said this, he, he made a command to the disciples, which, which really is a command to us. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Everything that Jesus does, again, everything he's doing, every movement he makes, it has something to do with the salvation of other people. Everything. 
If that's his mission, that's our mission. And understand something. And, and Satan, knowing before Jesus started his ministry, he came at Jesus big time. And what he was trying to do, he was trying to distract them off of his journey. See, I, one of the things that happened to me when I got saved, hopefully to you, is that I didn't have a sense of direction before I came to the Lord. I mean, I existed. You know, I remember graduating out of college, man, and still just a loss as, I could, as all get up. I mean, I was, I, was, I was existing, but I had no sense of purpose and no sense of direction. And one of the, the great benefits of walking with the Lord all these years is that he gave me a sense of purpose. There's a reason now. There, there's, 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 he's working in my life. There's something that he's doing. There's something that he called me to. Jesus had this purpose, and Satan instantly comes. And what he wants to do? Distract them. How does how he do it? He distract them through his flesh. He said, Jesus was hungry. And Satan tried to appeal to him to his flesh to turn the stone into bread. He tried, and how many know that Satan does the same thing to us today? He tried to appeal through our fleshly appetites. He used sex, money, resources, power every day. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Every day. He's using all of that every single day. Why? He wants to distract you off your journey. And how many know, man, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not giving, if you're not positioning yourself to receive a good amount of, of, of the word of God down inside of your soul, you got nothing inside you to combat everything the devil's throwing in your face on a regular. Come on, church. You got to be purposeful because Satan and, 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 and watch this. And every time that Satan would try to distract Jesus, Jesus kept saying it is written. He didn't have a lot of conversation with Satan. Beware of those folks who talk to Satan more than they talk to God. You ever know people like that? I'm just saying, beware of that. Jesus didn't have a whole lot of, he just said, it is written. In other words, he is the word and he was, he was, he was calling out the word of God. Every time the enemy tried to attack him, Jesus kept saying, it is written. How many know, how many of you believe church has power in the word of God? Every time the enemy, Jesus said, it is written. So he knew that word. How many know church? We, we listen, we are no match for the devil in and of our own strength. I, you say, well, pastor, why you, you have, you all know this, that from the beginning, I've always said, man, get in that word of God. Read that Bible every day. I'm not saying it as a form of legalism. I'm saying it because your mind got to be renewed on the regular to combat all the junk that's coming down on the inside of you to derail you from the purposes of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by, by what? The word of God. You got to keep it in your souls. Don't go day after day, skipping days, skipping your spiritual meals. Are you hearing me, church? Amen. Satan tried to distract him through deceit. How do you know the Bible said that Satan is a liar? And he's the father of lies. Tells Jesus, hey, won't you just jump down? The, the, you know, twisting the word of God. Jump down, Jesus. His angels will protect you. He tried to trick him, deceive him. He tried to kill him. How many know church, and I hate to say this, we're living in a time right now, if we're not discerning, we're going to get hurt. Y'all hear what I'm saying? How many know we need, to, we need to see? We need to be opening our eyes. Fathers, we need to be able to see what's going on in our families. Mothers, we need to be able to understand and discern what the enemy is trying to do to our children. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? We need, to be, we need to be discerning and we need to be seeing because the enemy is lying. 
He's telling our folks, he's telling people how they can, if they can have all the money, all the power, all the sex you want, you will be happy as all get up. And how many know it is a lie? And people are buying it every single day. And, 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 and I said, I, I was telling my wife this the other day. I, I, I said, we're in a time right now that, that, that people just don't want, the word is not good enough. You always got to put on a show. Come on, church. When is it, man, that, you know, the, David said, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation day and night. Oh, I got ahead of myself a little bit, but I just got to go with what God is doing. Joshua 1.8 said, Joshua, I want you to meditate in this word day and night. Don't let this word depart from your mouth, Joshua, every single day. And Joshua, when you do it, you will have what? Good success. How many know there's a, there's a difference between good success and success? There's a worldly success. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We call it quote unquote, the American dream, whatever that looks like. Now, now how many know we want good success? See, good success for us is success that is rooted in God. Amen. We want to be blessed and highly favored of God. How many know we want to please him? Because we have come to realize that life is about pleasing him. And when we please him, how many know God will bless us in return? We'll have peace. We'll have joy, unspeakable joy, full of glory. Are you hearing me, church, this morning? He would try to do... He would try to distract us through the pride of life like he did Jesus. I'm going to give you things. All the world systems and the glory of it. How I many know we got to educate our young people? We got to tell them, you know, the next generation is a youth. You know, one of the things about working inside of the schools I'm, I'm seeing is how the enemy is attacked. He's coming after the young people because they're the future. If you want to listen, hear this. Are you hearing me say amen? If you want to get a grip on where America is headed. Look at our youth today. Look at what they're being taught. Look at what they're being taught in schools. Look at that. Look, look at the condition of our youth and what they're, the information that they're getting today. Look at them. It will tell you where we're headed. And, and I don't know about you, but we need to pray. Y'all hear me. I, 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 we just need to pray. But Jesus was smart. He wouldn't allow it to happen. He had to be tempted by the devil. God, because the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all points like we are yet without sin. The God man in him, he went through that and he resisted the enemy. In other words, Jesus kept his focus. And as long as he kept his focus, he could clearly see. How many know church? As long as we keep our focus on Jesus and doing the things that we need to be doing, We'll be able to see. How many know God got to open your eyes and you'll see things where everybody else see it? And people are trying to figure out, how do you know that? What, what, where do you get that from? How, how, do, how do you discern? How, how do you figure that? Because you're walking with God. You follow what I'm saying? So seeing ahead for us means our ability to stay with God. Because when I stay with God, we're going to be able to see clearly. We're going to know, and God's going to, God's going to warn you before. Has anybody experienced that? Anybody know what I'm talking Am I just talking to myself? God, God, God will show you some things and God will give you discernment and understanding. All we got to do is stay with God. That's the key. Stay with him. Because everything on this journey, the enemy wants to, and the devil knows, listen, the devil knows more than a lot of Christians know. <laughs> the devil knows where your victory is. That's why he's working to keep you from God. Y'all hear me, church. That's why he's working to keep you out of this word. Do you think the devil really wants you to get a revelation on this thing? 
You think, listen, every time you crack this book open and you start reading, you know the devil get pissed off. Boy, he can't stand that because he know that your mind is being renewed when you get in this thing. And he don't want to see you in this. You think the devil want to see our kids in this? He want to see our kids. You know, the devil want to see our kids on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. They're, come on, are they, not, are they addicted to it? They know all the ins and outs, Snapchat and all. They know all about that, but got no word. And the devil is fine with it. Are y'all hearing me, church? We get parents, we got we to start taking a stand for Jesus. So there are some things that we got to do. There's some things that we got to do that it's important that if we're going to stay ahead, if we're going to see ahead and, and stay focused, and I'm talking about a, a biblical worldview, because I really believe that the church, that God is setting this thing up right now so that the church can have a great impact. God is, I believe God is setting America up for a revival. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Uh, you know, but first, in order, for, in order for us to revive, uh, in order for God to, re to revive this world, how many know he got to first revive the church? Good God. Amen. How many know the church needs to be revived? Because we done fall, we done fell asleep. And you know, and I get so frustrated. God help me. I just get so frustrated that, that when, when, when God, when, when, when men and women of faith don't speak up. Boy, I get so far and you got money, you got power, you got status and you think you got it all going on and you are scared to tell the truth. How many know that people are scared to preach the truth? Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Because we don't want to be offended and we don't want to lose money. God help us. And how many know that we're darkness? The Bible says because you say you see and you really don't see, you remain in darkness. See, that's a, see, how many know the world think they see? You, how many, listen, am, am I preaching everybody? Come on, hear me. Am I right about this? T tell me, about, don't you hear some things sometimes about the world? You hear, you, you, you discern, you're trying to figure out, like, how do people see that ain't wrong? What's wrong? Do you ever find, what in the world is wrong with, that's because you're walking in the light. And they're in the darkness, and you're trying to figure out, what's wrong? Can I just take my fist and hit, what's wrong with you? I'm like, you know, I'm not literally, y'all know but, but you, you're asking, like, what, why, where you get that thing? What's wrong? Why were you, my wife and I, we talk about some of this stuff sometimes, and we're like, we're like, what's wrong with people? And then we see the church, like, okay with it. The church is too, we're too comfortable with just having church instead of having to know that God is empowering us to change a generation. <laughs> Are there any bold believers in the house? Is willing to take a stand for righteousness. Is anybody willing to do that? I, I just want to know, is there anybody willing to take a stand for what's right? Everything that we've tried to do here at Foundation has been to always speak the truth. Y'all know that, right? It's always been to preach the truth. Listen, in season and when it's out of season. When they want to hear it and when they don't want to hear it. Why? Because I'm committed to walking in the light because I believe that in the end, I'm going to be vindicated. Everybody who walks in the light, you will be vindicated in the end. Oh, the enemy going to attack you. Oh, yeah, they're going to talk about you. You will endure some stuff. But in the end, look at the neighbor and say, God got your back. As long, watch it, as long as you stay with God, listen, and you walk in the light as he is in the light, you're going to be all right. I believe me, you're going to be all right. And the devil knows it. 
Because you got the victory. So, so listen, so we're going to see clearly, watch this church, and we're going to continue to see and, and, and be able to discern. How many know that, that we're going to have to trust God to direct our steps? We're going to have to seek them regularly. We've got to get in that word every day. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this again. We've got to read that Bible every day. Read it every single day. Figure out. Put it in your schedule. Put it. I'm telling you right now because if you don't do it, you won't see clearly. See, the word of God, man, is like, it's like as soon as you open that thing up, man, bam, man, it lights you up. It lights you up on the inside. It gives you the ability to, to, to see. And, 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 and we got to pray, church. See, when we pray, prayer is what we use to download the will of God into our spirits. That's what prayer does, man. We, we download the, the, the will of God. And, 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 and there's, something, there's something to be said because the, the, the darker that it gets, the, the brighter, the easier the light should be able to be seen. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? And so we got to embrace the light. We got to walk in the light. And we got to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and don't lean on our own understanding. We got to trust them. Sometimes in a journey, you understand some things that you may not understand why God is doing what he's doing. Because some of you right now, we've experienced some things and you're kind of wondering, asking yourself, why, what's going on? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? God, why am I having to endure this <laughs> in this journey? See, how many know that it rains on the just and on the what? Unjust. But we got to trust God that, see, th this is the thing about it. And here's another point. See, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. All that, all that simply means, church, is we see in the spirit. <laughs> we, listen, listen, we see things. You see, we don't see it as uh, we, we don't see just what it looks like on the surface, but we see what's behind there. Amen. See, to walk by faith and not by sight is to walk and take God at his word. And trust that he's going to lead us to where we need to go. I don't, I don't fully understand. I don't know all the details. And, you know, and a lot of times when I find out, man, if I just keep my faith and keep trusting God, that as I, as I keep taking steps, God just keep opening doors. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You just keep, you just keep, no, but have you ever felt like quitting? No, 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 you just keep taking, just keep going. Look at the name and say, keep going. See, you got to keep going. And somehow when you keep going, God just opened doors to you. And then God just begin to, oh, he begin to just, just lighten your path and you begin to, to see. And, and, but there's those moments where God is going to say, okay, now I'm about to take you through a deep spot. Now, I just want you to trust me, okay? It's going to, it's going to be rough. Yeah, you're going to take a hit here. Now, you, I mean, it's going to be, you're not going to fully understand this, but trust me in this. How many of you know you got, you got to trust God no matter what you're going through right now? So you're in a journey, so, so you got to keep your, listen, you got to trust him no matter what. And watch this, church. Watch this. And you got to be determined. Oh, good God. Is anybody here determined? See, you got to be determined that come hell or high water, you're going to do exactly what it is that God has called you to do. Is it? Mm, is anybody? Is anybody determined? Paul said, "Not that in Philippians three twelve, Paul said this: Not that I have already attained or am already perfected. He said, I ain't there yet.' But he said one thing. He said, but I I press on. Everybody say press on. So you got depressed through some pain." Come on, you got you got to press through some drama. Come on, you got to you got to you got to press through some hurt. You you got to you got to press through some confusion. You got to press through some crazy people. Come on, <laughs> you got to press. You got to be determined 
And you got to be one of those who says, you know what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am not no devil. You are not today, not mine. No, you're not. How many know if Paul wasn't determined, we wouldn't have this gospel? This brother was called to minister. God called him to be a minister to the Gentiles. And Paul, the great apostle Paul, man, he, you know, you would think, man, that, that this brother, man, would have no obstacles. I mean, boy, he's right in the center. He's walking with God. Am I right about it? Paul is walking with God. And yet Paul finds himself in a predicament in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse 23 and 28. I'm going to read it to you. Here's what Paul says. Watch it. Now, talking about this brother knew how to press. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. And labors more abundant, and stripes above measure, and prisons more frequently, <laughs> and death often. From the Jews, five times I received four to stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. I was in journey often in perils of water and perils of robbers and perils of my own countrymen and perils of the Gentiles and perils in the city and perils in the wilderness and perils in the sea, perils among false brethren, fake people and weariness and toil and sleeplessness often in hunger and in thirst. And fasting often and cold and nakedness beside all these other things. What comes upon me daily? My deep concern for all the churches. Come on, church. How many know he knew how to press? Amen. But Paul was determined because something, because he was walking with God. God was, he was able to see exactly what the enemy was doing. And you know what? He took, he, he what's that thing that you said, that the bunny? That they, you said they keep, they take a ticket and keep on, what is it? What is it called? The energizer button to take a keep take a hit and keep on taking something. Y'all, did, anybody remember what the quote was? Yeah, you just keep, how many know Christians got to be? Y'all get the point. You got to be like the energizer button. You just got to be determined. You got to be determined while we're going through this journey. While, listen, we got to be determined to fulfill the will of God for our lives, and we got to silence the haters. We got to silence those who want to intimidate us and we got to be determined. God, I'm going to I'm going to do what you called me to do. And after you determine, you got to listen, you got to forget what's behind. You know, one of the things about a journey, we talk about seeing ahead. See, our ability to see ahead is that we can't live in the past. Now, it's okay to reflect on the past in light of your future. Y'all get that right. See, God, see, see, it's a good thing to, to, to remember because you can learn from some things. But it's a whole other thing to live in the past. How many know that if we live in the past, you know, you know, every now and then you find yourself saying, man, I remember how it used to be and we're trying to recreate what it used to be. How many know if you get stuck there, you can't see what God's doing now? Do you know that right now will be a time when somebody referred to now as it used to be? Come on. So, so how many know that we got to live right here, right now? What is God doing right now? How many know that God is moving and he's working right now? Amen. Right now. Everybody say he's a right now God. He's a right now God. He's working right now. So listen, I can't, if I'm going to see ahead, I can't live in the past. I know, man, I mean, God has done some amazing things in our lives and he did that. But how many know that, that it's time for some new manner? Come on. It's time to move forward ahead. It's time to keep looking because I don't know about you, but I believe my best days are ahead of me. Does anybody believe that in this room? 
I just believe, and listen, I'm not listening to it. I believe that, listen, I believe I ain't, I, listen, I haven't seen the full manifestation of what God has for me. I, I, I believe I'm still getting there. And, and how many know that's what keeps me going? <laughs> that's what keeps me moving because I believe that my best days are still ahead of me. Does anybody believe that today? But you can't live in the past. See, if you're going to see ahead, see, if we're going to see ahead of what God want to do in us and our church and our families, how many know that, that, that we got we to gotta grasp, we got to embrace what God is doing right now? God, what are you doing right now? God, open my eyes that I might see. Because I need to see. Because I, I, I just want to be a part of what God is doing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I, I don't know about you. I want to make a difference in my generation. You know what I'm saying? I want to be a part of what the master is doing. Because how many believe he's doing a great work in all of us? And then church, you know what else we got to do? We're going to see ahead. We got to lighten up. <laughs> we got to lighten up. You know, there's a, a verse. Hebrews 12.1 says this. Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight mm, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You know, whenever someone takes a journey, and uh, I've known a couple of people that take these long hikes, you know, and they go these hikes for like 20 days. You know, ever met anybody like that? And one of the things is the common denominator. They try to they try to take as least amount of stuff as possible. Why, why is that? Because they don't want nothing holding them back. They don't want nothing slowing up. How many know the sin? How many know the sin will hold us back? How many know the sin? Watch this, y'all. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I want you, everybody. Listen. This is so important. Sin will blind us to where we can't see what God is doing. That's what sin does. See, see. The Bible says the Bible says that we need to get rid of the sin and the weight. Now, there's sin that we know is sin and sin. When somebody's walking in sin and darkness, you can't see clearly. And you've met people like that, right? Who's supposed to be in church, but you know they're walking in darkness and, and, and they're messed up. And, and, and they can't see until they get repent and get rid of that what? That sin. The same thing with this, uh, uh, this uh, weight. What's holding us back is the sin or... Is it too much leisure? Is it the wrong influences in our lives? We got to get to a point, church, that we make sure that anything that's trying to hold us back, anything that's pulling us down, we got to get all that weight off of us because we need to see where God is taking us. And how many know that, that, that <laughs> we want to get where God wants us to be when he wants us to get there? Are, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? See, sometimes God has to take us a long way around, not because he really wants to, it's because we're stubborn. <laughs> And it takes a while for us to get it. So God, hey, but God is patient. Am I right about it? He's patient. But we need to come to a place, man. We say, you know what? I need to run for God. I mean, I need to be at, how many know that we need to be at optimum in this season? We need to be prepared. We need to be able to run. When he says run, we need to be able to, to see. And, 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 and we got sin going on and we got all this weight going on. And it's just blocking our capacity to understand and discern what God wants to do in our lives. So we got to be smarter. And lastly, here's what we got to do. We're going to keep seeing. If we're going to see correctly, if we're going to see spiritually what God is doing in our lives. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus. We got to keep our eyes. The Bible says in Hebrews, the same chapter, Hebrews chapter 12, it says in verse number two, looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus. 
not looking unto the president, not looking unto Congress. You get me? Not looking unto your boss, your friend, your husband, your wife. Looking unto who? Jesus. Who is the what? The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, and he's now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Keep our eyes on Jesus. You see, the beautiful thing, you remember, and y'all know this story because y'all know the Bible, so I'm kind of preaching to the choir here. But, you know, um, when Jesus, when, when Peter said, Lord, bid me come, when Peter, right before Peter walked on the water, and Jesus, the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water and Peter had the faith that says, Lord, I'm going to try. I always laugh when people always want to criticize Peter for looking away. But at least Peter had the faith to get up out of the boat. Come on. Come on. Because, see, I'm, I'm afraid of water. I might have said, bro, I'm staying right here. <laughs> I'm just being, can I be honest with you? Peter had the faith to say, at least, Lord, bid me to come. I'm willing to step out there and walk on some water. And no, and I'm telling you, it wasn't, it wasn't a quiet storm. It wasn't like, a, it was just, I mean, there was some, some troubled waters. Peter, man, was walking on water. And, and as long as he was looking at Jesus, he walked right on that water. But as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus for that one second, he couldn't see no more. You know why he couldn't see? Because of water. He was drowning. And, all he, could, and he started screaming, Lord, help me. I mean, no, that the minute we take our eyes off Jesus, we'll find ourselves in that situation. We'll start to sink. But all we need to do when you start to sink is call on the name of Jesus. Jesus! Amen. And how many you know he'll reach down and he'll pick you up? Yes, he he'll reach down and he'll, he'll pick you up. All you got to do is call him. So we got to keep, so as, we, as we're taking hits, you know, and I don't fully know how everything is going to shape out and turn out. And I don't know all the answers, but I know this, that if I keep my eyes on Jesus, I'm going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, you might take a hit here and there. Yeah, the devil going to swing at you. You might, you might stumble a little bit. You might even get knocked down. But you know the righteous fall seven times. And what do they do? They get right back up. Right? right? So you might take a hit. But all the while, when you're taking a hit and as you're going through it, you know what you do? You just, just keep your eyes right here. Keep, see, as long as you keep your eyes there, you're going to be able to see. See, you're going to be blind if you look away, though. You won't be able to, you won't be able to discern it. But, boy, if you can keep your eyes on Jesus as you're going through the journey of life, as you're, as you're going through situations. And if, if you keep your eyes on him, you're going to be just fine. And God will lead you right to your destination. Because, listen, God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for people that will, that will be faithful, that will trust him, that will believe him and keep our focus on him. In this season of our church, I mean, let me say... Here's what I know. I know that we're going to have the victory as long as we keep our eyes on Jesus. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I, I, I believe this. I know this. I know it in my knower. Some of you right now, you're going through some things right now. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. It's, all, it's going to be all right. You're going to endure it. I know it seems hard right now. I know you don't fully understand it. That's okay. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. And don't be distracted. Don't get distracted to the point that you let the enemy sell you some bill of false goods and the devil try to try to buy you off with some worldly stuff. How many know that there's nothing more precious than walking with Jesus? That he's our great exceeding reward. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, church, blessing is on the way. But 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 walk in the prophetic nature. Walk in the truth. Walk. Keep seeing. 
keep saying, stay in the word of God. Be determined. Lighten the load. Forget what's behind. Stay faithful and we'll get the victory. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed.